What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. The following program contains names, places, and events that have been anonymized or fictionalized for the purposes of protection and safety. The following program is provided for entertainment purposes only, and any commentary from the hosts are strictly conjecture and should not be held as making any definitive statements about the truth or identity of any particular individuals or circumstances. If you or a loved one are involved in an abusive relationship, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for support. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Dating Detectives. Um, that's not going to be a thing. I'm I sorry, kinda liked it. Just, just We can try to harmonize <laughs> next time. Yeah, I don't, we don't, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. It's fine. It's <laughs> all right. You have so many other talents. Oh, Hannah's frozen already. What a great way to start the show. And I complimented you too. I said, you have so many other talents and you're pretty. Did you hear that? Oh, thank you. That's what, You're welcome. That's what, that's what my husband says when I do something stupid or annoying or ridiculous. He's like, you're really pretty. You're so pretty. <laughs> At least you're pretty. Uh, well, uh, he's so you're, funny. I, shout out to him. Um, and, and shout out to all of you. That was a really weird transition. I was just trying to think of a way to say thanks for being patient because we were off last week. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you for being patient, but don't be mad at us. Yeah, we need a break. But if you're a Patreoner, at least you got a, an episode last week on the Patreon. You're welcome. And you got a live stream. We went live with everybody last week. It was so fun. And it turned that into- That was so fun. I had technical difficulties, but Hannah did a great job like holding you down the did fort. too. It's fine. I was just gossiping. Like y'all came on and some of you just told us you're- um, relationship updates, some relationship stories. Mm -hmm. I know I don't want to like throw any names out because it's anonymous, but I hope the person who told us about their new boy that that made it official. I hope that's still going strong. Can't wait for the update next month. Um, But we're going to do another live stream next month and we're going to try to incorporate like games, maybe some giveaways, have maybe if you want like I don't know, advice. If you need a little PI advice or dating advice, you can prepare your questions and stories. We just want to hang out with you on the Patreon. So join Patreon if you haven't already. Yeah, it was not, it's nothing crazy, you guys. It's just such an informal, like, it's like a Zoom. Like we're on a Zoom call together or something. It's just really fun. And you can come on and chat with us on video or you can just stay in the chat. And it was it was just really, really cool. It's been It's been a really cool experience. And I don't know, just to know that you guys are like diehard Dating Detectives fans. It's, it's really, really awesome. So thank you I guys know. so much. It's like overwhelming. Support. Half the time I'm just like, oh my God, somebody's here. People are listening. What? <laughs> I'm still like in shock. Not like in shock, but like in a good way, like in a happy, like, this is so exciting. Like, I don't know. It is. It is. And we launched merch recently. That's been amazing. Y'all love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, make sure you um, get another. the merch. It's not going to stay up forever, you guys. You guys got to go on there and get your merch, and then it'll be available for what till like the end of this month sometime. Wait, I then... think, yeah, we're going to close it on October 25th. So that's when we're going to be out of merch. And do if it, you haven't it. already gotten it, go check out what we got. We'll remind you. Don't worry. Uh, 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 every day, all the time. <laughs> that felt like the like announcements at the end of like, I don't know, an assembly or. It's for housekeeping. We have to do dating yeah. detectives housekeeping, <laughs> but let's get into it, right? So we let's have do a male, we have a male guest today Woo! who was a dogfish victim. We've never had a, a guy yeah. tell his so story. So it's going to be really cool. I can't wait to hear his story. We don't know the story, but our producer said he's amazing and that this story is awesome. So let's let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You guys, this is Dirk, and I'm are, I, I'm ready to hear his story. You ready, Hannah? Welcome, Dirk. Thank you for having me. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, 
Take it away for us, Dirk. What you got for us? All right. So a little bit about me. I got divorced four years ago now. I am a gay man. I have a daughter. She's eight. And I became pretty much a full-time single dad. I worked really hard. After my divorce, I got all my debt paid off. I only owed on my truck at the ha- that I had at the time. My house was paid off. My student loans were paid off. My credit cards were paid off. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting in a really good place. I was really just kind of wanting to build back up from my divorce. I was with my ex-husband for 15 years. So I was new to the dating scene. I didn't really know. The whole dating scene was kind of new for me. Especially being a dad. Things were different 15 years ago, especially being a single dad. So different 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I was legit. I was telling Molly, I met my ex-husband at a bar and (laughs) he found me on MySpace. (laughs) Oh my God. Come on, Dirk, you're aging us over here. You're really aging us. I mean, so that's how long ago I had actually dated, per se. So obviously, 15 years later, the dating scene was much different. And I ended up meeting Dan on TikTok. One of us commented on the other's TikTok video. I can't remember who commented. But then we moved it to private messages. Y'all met on TikTok? Yeah. What? Interesting. So wait, who slid into whose DMs? Yeah, serious questions. She's asking the real questions up in here. Honestly, I thought he was really cute, and I think I probably slipped into his. Good for you. I think he made a comment on one of my videos. Okay, yeah. And I slipped in and be like, hey, thanks for the comment. Kind of trying to start a conversation. Yeah. Okay, TikTok's a dating app. Look at that. I mean, it really is. (laughs) So yeah, we started talking, and he was telling me that he was in the GM kind of a position where he had worked there for 10 plus years, making over a hundred thousand a year and, you know, very successful. But he said he was taking a break. He kind of got burnt out on that whole, that life. And he was very stressed from that job. So he decided to take a break and we were still talking. And he said that he just really wanted a fresh start. He was living with a friend of his at the time who had kids and, he he just wanted a complete fresh start, which I get. I've had that feeling before. I just kind of wanted to start over. At the time, he lived about probably about five hours away from where I lived. So he, he said, who knows? Maybe I might move up to where you live. And I said, you know, that's cool if you want to. But I said, you can't move up here for me. How long had you been talking when he suggested this? We talked for before he moved up here, probably about maybe two months. I thought you were going to say like two weeks, but... Wow, no, but no, two no, no, months, yeah. <laughs> even two months. So he, after two months, he moved up there? Yeah. What was the TikTok you posted? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm getting in the car now. You're so hot. I'm up here. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, you know, that's, that's totally up to you. If you want to move up here, that's cool. I get the whole one, you know, a fresh start, but move up here because you want to, not just for me. Mm-hmm. In case it doesn't work out, I didn't want that pressure on me. Right. So before I knew it, he said, screw it, I'm coming up. So he found an Airbnb that was about 20 minutes from where I lived. And they kind of worked something out where it could be kind of long-term. And the first time I actually met him in person was after he had already moved up here. We had video chatted, but we had not ever met in person. Before he moved, y'all had never met in person? mm Oh, okay. So... The first night that he moved up here was the first night that we had actually met. Well, that that's sounds like that's a lot, lot of pressure. pressure. <laughs> yeah, but I was just thinking, you know, it's just a guy who's wanting a fresh start. I really wasn't thinking that he was going to be moving in with me right away or anything like that. So it was just like, cool. It's honestly, it was one of those feelings like I get to be like everyone else, you know, get to date someone who is close. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, gay in a small town in the Midwest Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of people to date. So a lot of it is going to be long distance. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so it made me kind of feel like, you know, maybe this is going to go somewhere. I've always wanted that normalcy feeling of like dating someone who lived near and we could just like have movie night, but then he can go home and I can go home and, you know. (laughs) Get the fuck out. No. (laughs) Also to note, when we first met, he told me that he had an ex-boyfriend that he had dated for quite a while. And he told me that 
his ex beat him up and put him in the hospital for over a month. While he was in the hospital, his ex-boyfriend opened up a bunch of credit cards in his name and racked up a bunch of debt. So it made more sense why he wanted this fresh start. That makes sense for why he's like fresh start, wanting to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. He told me everything I wanted to hear. You know, I am kind of a country guy. Like, I like being in the outdoors. And he told me the exact same thing. We had kind of the same taste. He always said he always wanted a family. He wanted kids. And, you know, he kind of wooed me, I guess. I got caught up in it. And once he moved up here, we started seeing each other almost every day. He eventually got a job out here doing sales at a cellular company. And everything just felt like a really normal and healthy relationship. But then I started to get super busy. I was an EMT when I first met him starting paramedic school. And I knew it was going to be a challenge for me to be going to school, working full time, clinical hours, plus having my daughter. Yeah. And then he kind of slowly started saying like, oh, it's really expensive to stay here. It's about like 1800 a month, which around here is really expensive. And when he moved up here, he told me all he had to his name was about $5,000. And right there was another kind of red flag for yeah. me because I'm like, how, I thought he had said he was doing how do you go from 100000 a year to only having 5000 to your name? And another thing that kind of like, again, was a red flag for me, but I overlooked it because he said he was wanting a fresh start. So he wanted, I'm guessing, everything new. He came up here with just a few bags in his car. And so he convinced me like, you know, this is kind of getting expensive living here. And he started saying, you know, if I move in with you, we could split the bills. Everything would be a lot cheaper for the both of us. I could help you with your kid and the house and while you're off doing all these hours and, you know, again, kind of told me exactly what I wanted to hear and treated me the way I wanted to be treated. Like he was just very like a smooth talker. So he moved up here like in, I want to say like October-ish. And he ended up moving in with me um, right after the first of the year. Okay, so about three months or so you got to date him not living together. Around that. So he moved in. Everything at first was fine. Um, It was honestly amazing. After a couple of months, he actually, he bought my daughter and I a ring just as a promissory saying that he'll, he'll always take care of us. Everything was just perfect, really. And then he kind of started saying, you know, he was really good with money because, you know, he worked for this chain being a GM and handling multi-million dollar business and their money. He was really good with money, but he only came with $5,000. I know. know. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. (laughs) I know. I look back now and I'm like, such an idiot. Like, I can't believe I felt for him. Like you said, he's a salesman. He knows how to talk his way out of anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he said, what what if we just open up a checking together and a savings and we can start saving money together and we can put like part of our checks in our joints and I can have access to our joints so that way I can pay bills out of that one instead of you just having to write me a check every month. And I said, okay, fine, whatever. So we opened up that savings and checking and it ended up being where like all of his check was going in there and all of my checks. So our separate accounts that were by ourselves was pretty just non-existent. Mine was still there. It was just not really used. So pretty much all of our financial or all of our finances were going into one account. And then he goes, I really would like to start paying down what I have in collections from the credit cards his ex took out in his name, get my credit back up. And that way we can get like the dream house that we always wanted. And, you know, again, tell me what I wanted to hear. And so I said, yeah, let's, you know, maybe he says, let's just put all of your check towards all of my debt and collections and I'll use all of my check in for our house bills and stuff like that. I said, that's fine. Let's go ahead. No, I'm just processing that. So he wanted all I'm of I'm processing your money. too. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he keep wants going. to use your money to pay all the bills and his money to pay all the debt. No. Re- my reversed. money to pay off all the or debt. Or your money to and- pay the, his money to pay the bills. Because he, yeah. was, he was bringing in more money? Yeah. But okay, okay. The thing was, we... My house was paid for. The only bill I had was, you know, the monthly expenses that usually have. And my truck payment was like $300. So that's kind of what we did for a little bit. And then he started convincing me like, hey, because I had really decent credit. And he goes, 
you know, you got a credit card of like $12,000 limit. How about you add me to one of your credit cards and I can start building up my credit. So I can start um, getting better credit. We can put something on it every month and I'll pay it off every month. And blah, blah, because like I said, I had zero on my credit card. So I'm like, I mean, as long as you're smart about it, like I don't have a problem with it because I know that you want to build up your credit. And if I can help you, that's cool. But I just don't want a lot put on that credit card. He goes, no, no, no. It's just going to be something like a couple hundred dollars every month and I'll pay it off every month. And I'm like, Okay, fine. Again, stupid. I know. I look back and I'm like, no, I mean, I think you already know you're not stupid. This is someone that you cared about that was building that you were right. building trust with. So it's that's part of you have to have a little bit of faith in people, right? So you did. That's not Your stupid. Partnership. Yeah. I have yeah. too much faith sometimes. <laughs> but we're also skipping um, over the parts of the story where you probably had like beautiful time together. Like we're only telling yeah, this the moments of this we had financial. Those moments. Yeah, you yeah, we had those moments where it was just like, this is what I want my life to be like, you know? So we were doing okay from what I understood. Um, I'm one of those also that I hate having a lot of passwords outside of work because I have to have a lot of passwords inside of work. So I usually tend to have the same password for a lot of things outside oh of work. Mental note, um, I'm right so, now like, Hannah, go change your password. Yes, change a few things in each password. <laughs> so... He had access to my credit card. And again, it was with that that password. I thought, like I said, I could trust him. It wasn't a huge deal to me because in my head, he was on that credit card. Even though ultimately I was head on that credit card, his name was on it. So I thought, you know, he's responsible for it too. All is good. He's not just using my credit card in my name. I didn't really think much of it. And I hate finances. Like I hate having to deal with all that. And he told me he... He loved doing that. He was very organized about it. So he kind of took over bills and he just said, you, you know, just bring in the money and I will make sure everything is paid off. And so he kind of took that over. I was so busy with school and work and clinicals and my daughter, I, I, I just let it go. And he was doing really well with the, with the sales company that he was working for. And he kind of slowly started saying like, I want to start something new. Like I want to, I kind of want to start a vending vending machine business. Like randomly? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was just it was just kind of a this is you know why not? It's extra income that I don't he's like it, it doesn't take a lot of you don't <laughs> have to do all a lot willy-nilly for it. comes up with I want to start a vending machine company. <laughs> he's like I've always loved Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just have a passion. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like I said, what all does that even entail? And he goes, well, you have to, you know, buy some vending machines and set them around and, you know, fill them up and pretty much just empty them out and restock them. And I'm like, so he says, I think I'm going to put a couple of vending machines on the credit card and then I'll just use the money from the vending machines to keep paying it off. And I said, you know, in my head, I wasn't really, I didn't know how much vending machines cost. I I had about $10,000 on my credit card. <gasps> And I'm just you done told him just a couple hundred. Oh Lord Jesus! <laughs> I said, I said, why is there that much on our credit card? And he goes, it's fine, you know. But I just didn't want to get a really. I didn't want to get a piece of crap. I wanted to make sure it was going to work. Blah blah. Okay. And I said, I really hope this works out because that's a lot of money, <laughs> and I had that. I had all that paid off. So oh he goes, no, nope, it's all good. God. It's all going to work down. And he goes, I can use my commission from the sales job to help pay out that credit card and it's all business expense and you know i'll be able to write it all off and blah blah and i'm like oh, okay you know i trust you that this is all gonna work out and he goes oh yeah yeah yeah." so he did that and it was you know it, it was very slow at first and i'm like i mean when you're going to empty out these vending machines and there's only about 10 15 dollars in there yeah what's gonna the take a long time that's a lot of cheetos you gotta start so yeah Exactly. So he goes, oh, it's going to be slow at first. It's going to be slow at first, but it'll pick up. And then one of the businesses decided they didn't want the vending machine there anymore. And the business owner calls and she told him like, you know, you just got to come pick it up. Blah, blah. And he got the phone with her. And I think it was my first like, because the look in his eyes and he's like saying how I will 
I don't know if I can cuss on here. Can I you cuss can, you can cuss. Go ahead. Go ahead <laughs> on, dirt. <laughs> he says, I will fuck her life up. Oh. And I will fuck everything up for her if she tries to fuck with me. Oh my God. Like, You're like, that's really said, aggressive. A, because I'm like, it's a small town and I'm friends with a lot of people and I don't like confrontation. And I don't want people thinking, oh, his boyfriend is a fucking asshole. And oh, scared no. to like come up and talk to me anything like that so like it's also like not good for business <laughs> that's really bad for business <laughs> really bad for business do you guys mind if i really quickly tell you a story that's like kind of sexy i'm gonna do it anyway okay so a few years ago i was listening to a podcast as all great people do and the host said something about an app full of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. And I was intrigued, so I tried it out. And let's just say that I was hooked in a way that I would not tell my bubby. But I am going to tell you. So it is very full circle for me because now we have our podcast and I'm able to tell our listeners about this app, which is called Dipsy. And It's not only a very sexy audio story app, but I genuinely feel like Dipsy has like changed my life and I've been promoting it to my friends since I started listening to it. So this is a very easy one. Basically, it's a growing library of erotic audio content. So most women use mental framing to get in the mood and a lot of erotic content is not made for us. We'll just say that. But scrolling through Dipsy is truly like scrolling through the sexiest little crevices of my brain. Like the stories very much turn me on. First of all, I'll say that the acting is really good. I was ready to be like, this is cringy, but they're actually very good and very hot voice actors. But the scenarios are very immersive and they feel real and they have something for everyone. Like so many desires, every fantasy. They have her and him. They have queer pairings more than to people, hubba hubba. And then they also have some that are him and you as if they're talking directly to you. It's fun. They have this growing library too of fantasy series now. I think that's newer. Vampires, Greek gods. If you like the fairy smut, there you go. Um, And they release new content every week. So you're never bored. And they have also like sleep soundscapes, sleep stories, wellness episodes that are really cool, like self-touch guides, exploring different things. You can listen to them with a partner. They have one about texting too, which I need because sometimes I've been trying to sext and I'm like, I need a sexting mad lib. Like, I don't know how to sound hot right now. I need help. So I'm going to listen to that. But sex is just a part of all our relationships, all our identities, our self-care. And I love that Dipsy is a healthy way for us to explore that. It's also just like steamy. So I hope you check it out. You can let Dipsy be your go-to place to like spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax, unwind, or heat things up with a partner. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash TDD. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash T. Dipsystories.com slash TDD. Mm, get it on, honey. Have fun. <laughs> so I was I was very worried about like what this was gonna do for my reputation. Like if he started this business and started like ruffling feathers. Yeah, no shit. Really feel, <laughs> it really made me feel uncomfortable. So uh, So much discomfort. <laughs> right. And this was also the first time that I saw this vindictive side of him. And for the first time, made me feel like maybe he isn't the guy I think he is. So he had that going for a little bit. And then he he started acting like he was very stressed with the sales business that he was working for. And he goes, it just, it's stressing me out. And then next thing I know, like, he's legit coming home because he has shit himself at work. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, how do you... In front of customers. What? What do you mean? himself. He said that one time that he told me he he dropped his pen and he bent over to pick it up and and he bent over and he thought it was like he was just going to pass gas and he legit just shit himself. He sharted. He sat up and he looked straight up at that that customer and he goes, yep, I just shit myself. (laughs) And he took off and went to the bathroom. Wait, what? Wait, ew. What? Yeah. Wait, I'm not. Oh my I'm god. So, how, 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 
That's very unprofessional of him, Dirk. <laughs> right. Very, I'm like, ew. And that they is like so still bought something. <laughs> also, did he say like I'm having stomach problems? Like I need to go to the doctor. I'm having anxiety. Oh, like, where is this poop coming from? What is what is this His poop butt, really about? Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's get to the heart of the show. He just shitting himself, like, because at, at one point he says, Yeah, I had to go down to Walmart this morning because I shit myself at work and I had to go get new underwear. Wait, and pants. multiple times? Like, how do you shit yourself all willy nilly random times? Ta- what? Multiple times. This is not where I expected this to go. <laughs> so, and it kind of leads up to something else. I think that, like, his, his whole charades was catching up to him. And yeah, he, he was shitting himself multiple times and he was going to the doctor about, you know, why is this happening, blah, blah. And the doctor's like, you know, it's probably stress related. So then he's, that's when he starts saying, this job is too stressful for me. I need to open up my own business and work for myself so I don't have to work for somebody else. Did you have proof of him shitting his pants or do you think he was like, yeah, maybe? okay, great. absolutely. No, he came Just home making sure. and I've, I've seen it. Yep. You seen no, it. I've seen it firsthand. Mm, you did that laundry. Okay. <laughs> like, like, and I'm a medic. Like I've, I've seen some quote unquote yeah. shit, but yeah, <laughs> that was definitely shit. <laughs> I, I believed it 100%. And like I said, I don't oh, know if he was yeah. purposely doing it. Or if it was an accident, but yeah, he, it was definitely shit. And he went to the doctor and of course they said it was probably stress related. Uh And because he was feeding them the whole, like, this job is really stressful for me. And I think my nerves are getting caught up and blah, blah, blah. So then he started coming to me and saying, you know, this job is not healthy for me. I can't handle the stress. I want to open my own business. And I'm like, right i'm still in school i'm like trying to make everything juggle and i said like what what are you gonna do and he he's like, i'm gonna start like a lawn care business and i'm like vending machines to lawn care oh for right. okay i said do you All have right. a do you have a do you have a, a business plan for this or are you just kind of winging it right now because, he's an entrepreneur you know, dirk yeah. Or maybe he probably knew you had a truck and was like, what can I do with a truck? Lawn care. Well, okay. So to back up a little bit before this whole shitting himself happened, he decided he needed to get a new car because the one that he originally drove up here and it was kind of a junker and it had a hundred thousand miles on it. And he goes, I got to get rid of it. But I'm so far upside down on it. I don't know how I'm going to trade it in and oh, still no. put it onto another loan. So he goes, I'm just going to go and get another car. And so we're going to have three cars. So he bought a brand new new car that he brought home. But he's like, don't worry about it. My grandma is going to help. She's sending me money every month to make the payment on the car that he had when he came up here. So we still were only paying for two cars. And then he shortly convinced me after, why don't you sell your truck? We'll use your truck to pay off some of this debt. And you can just drive my car since you work 45 minutes from work. Instead of using all the gas mileage on the truck, you'll get way better gas mileage in, in the other car. And I'm like, so in my head, I'm thinking, cool. So it's not good enough for you to drive, but it's good enough for me to drive. And you want me to get rid of my truck. But again, he convinced me like, we're going to be able to pay off so much debt with this. Blah blah. So I sold it and I started driving his car. Almost done with medic school. And I said, at this point, he had quit the commission job and was doing his other job. He was running his business. He had one employee that would help him. But I kind of felt some tension between us. I He had told me at one point, like, I didn't sign up to be a full-time dad. And I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> I, I, I was in the thick of my last bit of clinicals and trying to get everything done before class ended. And This was your um, idea, fella. Exactly. And, right. And that's why I was like, you knew what you were signing up to, for when you got with me. You knew this was going to happen. And I said, you know, I'm still here when I'm here. Like... You know, I'm almost done. I don't understand why all of a sudden this is such a problem. 
And he goes, it's, and then, you know, after I came home, we kind of got in an argument about it. And he goes, no, I'm sorry. It was just a bad day. Everything's fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so at that point, I kind of felt like, okay, I need to, I need to think of the end game. But I was so in the middle of doing school and clinicals and I was telling myself, I just need to get through this and then I will take care of our relationship part after I get done. And I decided I need to get a vehicle in my name. In case something did happen, I had to have transportation. So I went up and I bought that vehicle and he was with me. And while he was there, because he bought that brand new car and he goes, you know, I can't use this car for my business because there's no way of transporting anything. I need something bigger. I need more room. And I'm like, you okay. just bought this car like three months ago though. <laughs> like, and now you're going to trade it in. Like you're already upside down on this other car. We saw that car sitting in our driveway. And he goes, it's fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he picked out another brand new vehicle. So I had got done with all my paperwork, got the car I've always wanted. I was very happy. And he was doing his paperwork and he was in with the financial officer and I had went in and I was sitting with him and the financial officer said, hey, you know, he could get a cheaper rate and a lower car payment if he co-signed for this car for him, right in front of Dan. And so I was just like, in my head, I was like, oh God, I like, I literally just signed a loan on a very large loan for my car. And now he's wanting me to co-sign for his. But I knew it was going to turn into an argument. So I just said, whatever you know, because I was supposed to be marrying this guy. If, if I knew that if I would have said no, he would have been like, aren't we supposed to be getting married? And yet you don't trust me enough to co-sign on a of car Of course loan? he would have. Ugh. So I, I did it. I co-signed for it, whatever. And he says, I will get rid of the other car. Don't worry about it. Because I said, something's got to happen. I said, we, we have three cars that we're paying insurance on. And even though you said your grandma's paying for the car payment on the other one, I said, I just don't feel comfortable having three cars. Well, that's so a he lot. Goes, don't worry about it. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll get it taken care of. So we had decided we were going to go down to his mom and his grandma's for Thanksgiving. So I was waiting. I had worked the day before. I had worked at 24 that day. That evening, he had sent me a, a venue to look at for a wedding. I got home the next morning. I was doing a couple of things. He had came in the door because he had been doing his business that morning. He came in. He said, I'm going to take a shower. I was like, go for it. So he gets in the shower. He comes out and he goes, well, I've got a few errands to run before we leave town. I said, that's fine. I said, I still got to pack. I'm going to take a shower. And he goes, all right, sounds good. I'm going to run these errands. He came over, gave me a kiss, um, told me he loved me. And he walked out the door. I, I got in the shower. I come out, I, I get out of the shower and I look at my phone and I had a very long message from him. And it was legit him saying, I can't do it anymore. This is not what I signed up for. I'm not happy in this relationship anymore. I'm leaving. And I'm like, it, I literally messaged him. I said, is this a joke? Because, what? Well, I guess first I called him and he didn't pick up. Of course not. And I messaged him. I said, is this a joke? And he didn't reply. And so then I called his mom because at this time I'm like having to run out the door because it's about time for a mm -hmm. for Amber to get off the bus. And I'm like, what is going on? Like I was dumbfounded. So I'm waiting for my daughter to get off the bus and I'm like, I'm calling his mom and his mom's like, I have no idea what this is about, but it doesn't surprise me. And I'm like, what do you mean? It doesn't, it doesn't surprise, surprise you. you. And, oh my yeah. God. And he goes, she goes, he has a history of doing this. <gasps> and I'm like, are you serious? She goes, yeah, but I honestly thought he was, it was different with you. She goes, it just looked so different. And I said, you didn't think to tell me. And she goes, I, I literally thought he had changed. So I get off the phone with her and I call his employee. And I said, have you heard from him? And she goes, no, but he was supposed to come over. He was supposed to give me a check because he was supposed to pay me today. And I said, he's gone. I said, he left town and he's not answering my calls. He stopped texting me back. He, he's gone. And I don't think he's coming back. And I go to my mom's and I kind of start telling her and she reads this message from him and she goes, but do you see you're not like crying or upset? And I said, I'm in shock. I said, I'm not upset that he left. I'm just like wondering 
why all of a sudden did this happen? Like, why like this? I said, he just told me he loved me and gave me a kiss and walked out the door saying that he was going to run some errands. I said, he just sent me a venue to look at for a wedding the night before. And so then I sit there thinking, like, so then I look at my, the, our joint bank account and checking. It's <gasps> at zero. No! He, the day before, two hours before he sent me that wedding venue, he emptied out our banking accounts. So this what? is, oh my. I can see the timeline because I can see, I can see his business account. I just have no access to his business account at this time. So he, I can see oh what time my. all of that money was transferred. And then he sends you a wedding venue. So he just transferred all, all of that into his business where I can't touch it. And he, and in this message that he sent me, he goes, I'm going to pay off all the credit card. He goes, it's my responsibility. It's all my debt. He's like, you can sell all the vending machines, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I said, and I'm messing. I'm like, how could you do this? I said, you took all of my money. I said, I have zero money. I'm a single father. And you took everything I have, everything. And he, he didn't answer me back, didn't answer me back. And I'm like, I just don't understand why he did so wrong. And he wouldn't answer me back. And I get an email. Oh, no. Because I have my Apple ID is the same as my email. And I have an email that states my password and my phone number has been changed on my Apple ID. What? So then I go to access and I, he had changed my phone number and my Gmail or my, he had made up a Yahoo account because I didn't have Yahoo. But he used my first, like the first part of the email was exactly how I had a Gmail account, but he put it as Yahoo and he opened this Yahoo account in my name. And so he put his phone number as my Apple ID to be able to recover. So anytime I sent for a code to try to recover, it it was being sent to him. (gasps) Oh no. So I was finding all this out. So I had no access to any of my email. He had access to all of my Apple accounts which he had a computer financed on my Apple card. So he took that with him that was still having monthly payments made. Oh my God. And and then I look at my credit cards (gasps) and he had already racked up over $6,000 in these few hours because he took nothing with him. What did he get? His other car. He had to buy all new clothes. He bought a new cell phone. He Could I mean, you he tell where he street. was? Could you see yep. where, so you could see where he yep. was based on these charges. Yep. Where was he? He was back where he came from in Hell. that same city. Oh my so God. I, I instantly removed his access to my credit cards. And I did not realize how many of my credit cards he had actually used my information because he logged in acting as me and he added himself to a lot of my credit cards. Oh my God. So when I contacted these credit card companies and I removed his access, I was still primary on those accounts. So they said, that's fine, but you're still liable. (gasps) And I said, I did not allow this. And they're like, but you allowed him to have access to your information, which makes you liable. So at this moment, I knew even though I took him off those accounts, he couldn't add anything to those accounts. I was still liable 100% for all that debt. So then I'm like contacted, like I'm trying to contact, well, then he changed his number. And I like had him on Snap. He had blocked me through Snap. So what he would do is if he wanted to tell me something, he would unblock me, message me some nasty messages because just like, so he left me on a Wednesday. On that Friday, I was supposed to have a check deposited into that account. And at that point, it was too late to stop it at work. Oh, he messaged no. me uh, that morning, early in the morning, and said, "Wake your lazy fat ass up, <gasps> and you better get to that bank because if you don't get it within ten minutes after that bank opens, I'm transferring it." So I had to drag my daughter out of bed and get her in the car, and we had to drive twenty minutes. And I sat in that drive-through until it opened. And as soon as they came over, I said, "I need everything out of that account now," because that's all I was going to have to my name. Why did he warn you? I wonder. I mean, he doesn't sound like, I, I mean, I'm I glad think, he did, but. Right. I don't, I don't, I honestly think that he was starting to kind of feel, I want to say guilty, but I know that's not true. I don't, I don't know why he warned me. 
So I was obviously upset. And I, I had a, uh, a cousin of mine who went through a really bad domestic situation and she had access to really deep searches on people, a background check. And she found this search that had everything in his history. And it had that I found out he had a different last name <gasps> and then he legally changed it. So when I did court cases in the state that he was from, mm-hmm. I searched from his now the name that I knew And there was only one case, and it was that name change. And that's all I found underneath that name. So, But once I found out that he actually, before that, went by his dad's last name, when I put that into the the cases in the state, I found out he was in prison for (gasps) four years. Bingo, bingo. For arson and burglary. What? Uh, What? yeah. Yeah. He had actually, he was working at a hotel and he started a fire in the stairwell what so that people fuck? would have to leave and he could go and into the room. Rob them <gasps> rooms. No. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah. And I saw in one of the, in one of the court cases under his, I guess, maiden name, there was a divorce and it was with a female name. So then I find and reach out to his ex-roommate just to see if she knows any more information. And she goes, bro. (laughs) And so we kind of start swapping stories. And his past life that he told her was different than what he had told me. He said that he was married to this female and they did have a kid, but she was a crazy alcoholic who wrecked her car and killed the baby. (gasps) Yeah. And then he told another mutual friend of theirs. And she said that then I found out through another mutual friend that he told them that uh, like DHS got involved and took the kid and got adopted out. And he he never told me he was he was ever married, ever. He told me he was never married before, let alone to a woman. I was going to say, what a, that's a- Yeah, that's kind of- Dogfish a, extreme. Right. Like, I wouldn't have, like, been upset if he had been, like, married and kind of, like, realized, whatever, you know, everyone has their past, whatever. But it, it was just for the fact that he never told me, he told me he was never married, let alone to a woman. And I actually found her, the ex-wife, on social media. And I messaged her and I said, I know this is going to sound weird. I'm just trying to figure out who I was with and what's going on. And so she goes, oh. Uh, She goes, one, yes, we were married, but it was for insurance purposes. They were roommates at the time and one had insurance and one didn't. And it would be cheaper for the both of them if they got married. It was kind of I bet he convinced her of that. Oh, yeah. sure. I mean, we all know how he rolls. So, but she goes, ew, no, never slept with him. And two, definitely never had a kid. And I said, well, he's over here telling people that you killed him off. <gasps> and she goes, are you fucking kidding me? She, she goes, no. I bet she was pissed. Yeah, oh, yeah. She was living. Imagine finding out somebody saying that. Oh, my right. God. Also, when I had that conversation with the roommate, she told me that she actually worked with him at the job he had before he moved up to me. And, well, there's no hard proof. But she told me the day that he left, it had about $5,000 to his name. $6,000 came up missing at their place of work. He stole it. And wow. I said, well, that's funny because he, only had, he, said he only had 5000 to his name. Yeah, where'd the 1000 go? And she goes, yeah, I guarantee you. And she goes, the only reason they haven't pressed charges is because they didn't have any hard, hard evidence yep. that he was the one who did it. And he knows that he knows they need, he knows they don't have proof. Yep. So he's been doing this for a very long time. But yeah, he dated someone like soon after he left. And because I saw somebody had screenshotted his, he had a post of a meal that he cooked and it said hashtag husband material. (gasps) Ew, ew, ew. What? (laughs) And I decided, you know what? I'm going to put this out there for all the gay men to see, to stay clear of this guy. And I plastered his information everywhere and, just on every social media platform, what he had done to me. I mean, I found people all the way back from 2004 who said that he like got some money out of them and then disappeared. One of the guys that he had dated said that, yeah, we dated. He moved in really quickly. He's like, it felt like everything was going good. He, he came home, he took a shower. He came over and gave me a kiss that he was going to go run some errands left, never came back again. And I'm like, deja vu. Wait, what? 
I'm ready yeah. for the full series of this. Like this could be a series of episodes of all of the different people he swindled. I mean, he's a genius. Like he's this is what he does for a living. He oh, fucks absolutely. you guys like, over legally. That was he's a the local TikTok person. swindler. He's the TikTok swing for real. Yeah. Another friend of mine on Facebook that lives down in Texas messaged me. He's like, "Hey, send me a picture." Oh of him. no! I'm like. Why? And she goes, he goes, I have a friend that is an ER physician out in California and he just got swooed over by somebody. (gasps) And it just sounds like it's just kind of a deja vu with the story that you're putting out there. And so I said, yeah, I'll send you the picture. Come find out. It was him. And he told this physician that he was engaged. He took everything, took all of his money from him, left him with nothing. Um. Yeah. Totally. Like. Like. Yeah. Telling your story. I was gonna (gasps) say. I wonder what he goes and says about you. The way that he did that to his ex-wife, who crashed the car, and you, who took everything. His mom messaged or talked because she was still talking to me, and she was trying to tell me like where he's at. She was saying how he's just an awful person. She doesn't even know if she has love for him because she didn't know who he is. I said, you need to tell your mom to check her credit report because while we were together, I had mail coming in her name. Oh, no. I knew that they were help- she was helping him financially, so I really didn't pay any attention to it. But I said, you may want to tell her to check her credit. Come to find out, she had credit card after credit card after credit card opened up in her name, and she had no clue. Of course. Oh he did that to his own God. mom. So it was his grandma, not his mom, oh. his grandma. Oh, that's that's probably elderly. That's a whole, that's a whole different crime. So I like, I helped set her up on LifeLock. So that way she would be notified anytime anything like this happened. And I told her, you "You really need to put a stop to this. And she kind of like started distancing herself away from me. But her mom informed me that she just refused to turn him in because she didn't want him going back to prison. (laughs) That's a mama for you. That's hard. I'm like, you got, like, we got to do something because he's going to keep doing this. Yes. So I talked to an officer. I wrote up a report. I I had a meeting with the county attorney and um, they put a warrant out for his arrest. Um, but it was only within like 100 or 200 miles radius um, before if he got, and only if he got stopped, he they would extradite him back to our county. And where he is now is far away beyond the 200 miles. And just so, explain, cause I'm, I, I'm a legal dum-dum. So like the charges that you were making were identity, identity theft, theft and only that. I yeah. Mean, I, because really that's, that's all, all you can really do. Technically he had resonance here. So mm-hmm. I couldn't really do anything else per se, because again, our accounts, he, he could empty it. Because he, like right, it, and legally so. Yeah. Legally so, he could empty it. So there really wasn't a whole lot in that aspect I could do. The only thing I could do was him using my information and having proof that he was using my information. Because about a month after he left, I got a credit card in the mail and it was for one credit card and it had two different cards on there. One in my name and one in his name that oh. he applied for about five days before he left. So when I called this company and I said, I never applied for these. I want to know the information that was used to apply for this. And he goes, well, I can't tell you anything, but if you say it, I can confirm it. So I confirmed all of my information, except for he had used that Yahoo account and he used his phone number, but he used my social security, my date of birth, my name, everything else. Oh man. So after that, at at, at, a certain point, I was just like, I got to be done with it. I got to quit like trying to, rehash this on Facebook. I gotta start healing myself. Yeah. You know, he left November 23rd and it was funny because right before he left, I was sitting on the couch and I just found out I had passed all of my exams and I just found out I finally got licensed to the state. Oh no. I mean I'm so, so happy. I was for you, so but like, I was that. so excited and then that whole thing went down. I won't forget that day. It was the twenty-third. But I'm good now. Like I am in a really good place. I'm proud of myself. I look back now at the time. It just, 
I went through a really kind of dark place, but I still did what I had to do because I had a kid that relied on me. Like, yeah, I had of to, course. I was going from pretty much zero again, and I had to figure things out. I did have to consolidate a lot of all this debt. I went from owing zero when I first met him to I had to take a home loan against my house <sighs> for over $50,000. <gasps> I had to get rid of my car. I went from a 2023 to a 2012 PCER to try to get me by right now so I don't have a, a car payment so I can focus on getting that large loan I had to take against my house off. And then about three weeks ago, I found out my information was once used again in the area that I last known that he was for a payday loan. He left almost a year ago. And okay. about three weeks ago, he is still using my information to open up accounts and get money. But Awful. I am catching back up. I've made a lot of sacrifices, but I focused a lot on my career and I started talking to somebody. <gasps> yes! I met this guy. <laughs> I know you guys are gonna be like seriously because you're you're no like, we're not there's no judgment so, here fella. I haven't seen your face like this this whole time he's like so smiley right now don't uh, give him away well, maybe that he doesn't want the other guy to know oh sorry he, we met on TikTok you and TikTok and I'm like oh no the TikTok swindler yeah right. So we kind of started talking and I said, I just have a lot of trust issues right now. And he goes, I don't want you to trust me. I want to earn your trust. He goes, I don't want you to trust me right off the bat. Like, you don't know me like that. Like, I want to earn your trust. So it was just, it was what I've needed. And he never lets me forget how far I've come. Oh, that's really uh, And how hard of a worker I am and how proud he is of me. So he's, he's done a lot. He, He's really helped me through a lot. So I like him. Yeah. I know. I like him too. So do I. <laughs> oh, you're Did, so cute. He's very good looking. So that always helps. Oh, he's hot? Yep. Yes. He's got the personality, bingo, bingo. You know, the heart and the looks. So that's a happy ending. Oh, wait. It's, has there been kissing? Because Hannah loves a happy ending with a kiss. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you that. go, Hannah. <laughs> you and I switched because Mackenzie's asking about the kissing and I was about to be like, can we run a background check though? Like, I do want to <laughs> just make sure. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. I've seen, I've seen his degree. Like, I verified. I'm I'm not trying to make that same mistake that I, I did and I'm not going to uh, blindly go in. Well, not especially right. because you still have your daughter to care for. Like, she, right. I bet, I bet that must have been really hard on you. And I imagine how hard that must have been as a dad to be like, oh, what did I expose her to? Like, what, who, like, what kind of person did right. I? Because and that's the thing. That's the guilt that I had. Like, that yeah. was a lot of my guilt. It wasn't that I lost him. Like that part, I was not upset about that. It was who did I have in my house and who yep. did I have next to my daughter? That's my. That's, I trusted that's the him parent right there. I don't even know who he is. Hindsight is so twenty twenty, and I think we would yeah. all we've all made these mistakes. We've all overlooked these things. That's mm-hmm. why this podcast exists, and it happens to really smart, like hardworking people. It happens to a lot of people who are in school while they're mm-hmm. working. That we've had somebody on before who's had that situation because you don't have time, like, yeah. to pay right. attention to what this person's doing to you. But anyway, in terms of like ways to protect yourself moving forward, what have you what have you learned? Obviously, I I do feel like I don't know if I will one hundred percent give up my own checking or literally or never least, again. <laughs> right, like it's I fair. need I have to have a security blanket, especially with what I've been through. Like I have to have some kind of security blanket at least to make it a couple months in case something really goes bad. After going through all that, I will definitely play a lot smarter and a lot more careful. And I learned there's no need to rush into anything. Like, yeah. I don't need to rush in anything. Like, and, and if that's someone's trying really to rush, that's probably a red flag, maybe, possibly, probably. Man, thank you so much for telling your story, Dirk. That's yeah. crazy. He was a legit yep. money swindler. Like, he had a plan from the a beginning to take your money, get what he wanted from you, and then dip out. He does this, obviously, for a living. <laughs> like, literally to yeah. live. That's I what mean, he does. For years, and he's been doing it. It's not just me. Like, And he's going to proceed to do it. I am so, so sorry that happened to you. 
Hopefully you inspire people to remember that like they still can move on after something like this. And then you're going to inspire all of us to go change our passwords. (laughs) Right. Do not have one password for everything. (laughs) Well, Dirk, it was so nice to meet you. Thank you so, so, so much for being here. You too. Thanks for having me, guys. Cannot believe the TikTok swindler. The TikTok swindler. Change your motherfucking passwords. Yeah, like literally, I can't. That was way. That was a lot. It was so much. I mean, I'm so glad he came on to tell the story, and I totally like. I wanted to hug him the whole time because he's so sweet. Yeah, such a nice guy, and obviously just like a good dad and good person. This dogfish, Dan obviously knew what to say. Dogfish Dan. Dogfish Dan knew exactly what he needed to say to get all of these people to do whatever. I also do really appreciate that he was a gay man who came on our podcast because we don't have a lot of dudes come on our podcast and tell Mm -hmm. their story, much less anyone from the gay community. So I think it's a great example to show like how how many not anybody it can happen to literally anyone like it doesn't matter your sexuality your preferences like no matter who you are this can happen to anyone and this is why i'm always stressing like make sure that it, like don't worry about what kind of relationship you are we don't care like your story is just as important as someone else's and it can really help someone else so make sure you're talking about it because that's what you know that brings the most awareness It's also important to note that queer dating happens online even more than straight dating, because especially in his case, he mentioned that he lives in a small town where there aren't a lot of out gay men. Mm -hmm. So he's doing a lot of dating with people who don't live locally. But even if you're dating people who are local, it's just like more part of the culture, first of all, but that's often because you don't meet people in the same way, especially right. in places where you can't. Like, exactly. so this is something he mentioned as he was getting off after we stopped recording, but we think that there's probably a lot more scamming going on in the queer online dating community, not necessarily to this extent, but people probably don't want to talk about it because yeah. it feels shameful. It's not shameful, but it feels shameful. And you're already dealing with the shame of homophobia and everything else you have to deal with being in a queer relationship or queer dating space. So I just feel for all my people dealing with that. (laughs) And, uh, but I think it's important to mention. It was really cool of him though, to, you know, really tell all those details because a lot of like, he kept saying like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed to say this. You're going to kill me for saying this, but I gave him my credit card or put him on whatever. And it's like, but that's so when you, when you're in a relationship with someone and you're building that trust, like those are little steps that you take to, you know, to get to know that person. Like those are little steps that you take. So I don't know. I'm, you know, you do what you, in the sake of love. Douchebag dogfish, Dan. Anyway, so this is a great example. Being dogfished can happen to literally anyone. So make sure you send us your stories. And if you think someone else is being dogfished, send us their story. We want to chat. When you send in your stories, you can email them directly to us, investigate at datingdetectivepod.com. And reminder that merch is not going to be on sale after October 25th. So you have until October 25th to go to our website and get the ass and wash hoodie. It's so cool. I love that one. I love that one. Oh, and the sticker and the the cups. Just get one of everything. I don't know. And the wine cooler. Oh, that one yeah, was really kidding. cute. I like that one. Just, just um, kidding. Share our stuff on Instagram. Make sure you're following us and share us as often as you can. We appreciate your support. Our Instagram is, what is our Instagram? Dating Detective, oh. Dating Detectives <laughs> Podcast. I wrote it down this time. Dating Detectives Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, right? <laughs> yeah. Just type in like it's Dating Detective. It'll, it'll help you find it. It's fine. You, you'll see us. What else do we have? Is that it? I think that's it. Let's just go on with our Monday. Have a great Monday. And as always, trust your femme tuition. Bye.
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.